Hello and welcome to the Farming Banker Cut Podcast. This is Jeremy Dutch. I am the Farming Banker. Uh, I am a commercial lender, uh, agricultural lender for German American State Bank, which brings me to my next part of the podcast that I have to get out of the way, and that is that the views expressed on this podcast are not the views of German American State Bank. They are the views of the Farming Banker. So today's podcast, we're uh, I'm sitting here with Kim Lipkiss, who's a farm loan officer with the FSA. She's located in Oregon, but covers the Winnebago, Boone, Ogle, McHenry, Lake, Lee, and DeKalb counties. Uh, so she's got a heck of a, a territory here. I know she grew up uh, in agriculture with her family. I believe she still is involved with uh, agriculture. Um, so welcome, Kim. Glad to have you here. Hi, thanks, Jeremy. It's great to be here. Excellent. Well, for all the listeners, let's just start in with your background. Tell me you know, where you grew up, what kind of farm it was, uh, you know, that the, what kind of farm you're still involved with, um, you know, college and work experience, that type of thing. Yeah, so um, I grew up over in northern Illinois, right near the Mississippi, in a little town called Thompson. And my parents had a dairy farm and a grain farm over there. So most of my life was spent on the dairy farm. And that's kind of where I developed a passion for agriculture. From there, my, my dad and his two brothers, they said that dairy was getting a little too hard on their knees. So we sold the cattle, and um, so my parents are full-time grain farmers now. Uh, I left, went to college up at the University of Wisconsin-Platteville, came back, well, I met my husband up there. We moved back to his hometown of Oregon, Illinois, and he and I farm uh, corn and soybeans mostly over there. We've got a couple, a little bit of interest in cattle, but corn and soybeans are our main, main project over there. So that's a little bit about where I am right now. Um, I've been with the FSA for just shy of four years. I think this November will be four years for me. So starting to get a little experience and kind of know what I'm doing there now. Gotcha. What was, so when you went to Platteville, what was your degree in Platteville? Yeah, I studied ag business. So my major was ag business. And then I had a few little areas of emphasis. So I emphasized in communications and marketing, um, management, and then two credits shy of commodity and price analysis. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's a nice, well experienced there. Now, before you were at the FSA, did you you were, were you were somewhere before the FSA, weren't you? Right, I, right out of college. Yep, I started right out of college with um, a bank in Lena, and it was. I worked there for about six months. It was a long drive because we were living in Oregon, so I worked there for six months, and it was about an hour drive every day. So the job came up with the FSA office, and it was about a seven-minute drive. Uh, that makes a big difference. <laughs> that, was nice. that makes a big difference. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, so I appreciate you giving a you know everybody a little bit of the background. Can you explain a little bit of your role within the FSA? I know when I say, hey, you know, you're you're a farm loan officer. Just you know, give me a little bit as far as. Uh, you know, day-to-day activities, what do you do, how you help farmers out, and then maybe a little bit of, you know, the niche type customer, or what, what, you know, what type of customers you're looking for. Yeah, uh, the FSA is, it has some really great programs. So my role with the FSA is I go out and meet with the different, different people that are interested in our programs, um, and that can range, you know, so many different people. And basically, we make and service loans. Um, and that is something that the FSA is not 100% known for. A lot of people don't realize that the FSA does make loans. And our loans are very targeted, so I would say not everybody is eligible for them. But they are very, very beneficial for beginning farmers or, like you said, like those niche niche farmers that maybe 
um, might be a little too risky for a commercial creditor to want to lend yep. to. So that's kind of where the FSA loans come into play, and that's why they're so beneficial is they can really help, you know, those people that can't get credit, they can help them actually start a farm or get things moving with getting a farm done. Or like I said, the beginning farmers are probably some of our biggest customers, and that's because it's so hard to buy real estate It is right now. And so... You know, real estate is like 89, 95% of our portfolio. And basically, we make it so there's no down payment. And that makes it a lot more feasible to buy ground when you're, you know, in your 20s rather than waiting until you're 30, 40, 50 years old to yep. buy your first piece of ground. Yeah, no, it really is. I know that uh, I read an article about, um, you know, new generations coming in and what some of their biggest hurdles are. Um, and, and, and one of the things that, you know, if you have a family farm or if you have some kind of equity that's that's being passed, you know, in, in the form of a succession plan, that's much different. But if you have somebody that, that didn't grow up on a farm but loves agriculture, needs to get into it, and is getting into it brand new for the first time without any form of equity or succession plan, it's really hard to enter in because of all of the fixed assets you need. And yeah. so it's great you guys have that, uh, that yeah. type of program. Now, um, I did just touch a little bit on... You know, the counties you serve, can you give me just a little bit of information on the FSA as far as, um, you know, locations, you know, the, you know what yeah. you serve, communities you serve, that, that type of stuff? I know there's some stuff you need to say as far as, uh, you know, where, you, where you're located, how to get in contact. Yep. Tell us a little bit about the FSA. Yeah, the FSA is basically in every county. So I'm specifically in Illinois, but, you know, throughout the nation, we've got tons and tons of um, offices pretty much everywhere. And it's pretty easy to get in contact with people. Like I said, I'm specifically in farm loans, but the FSA has like so many different programs that are really, really beneficial to farmers. So, um, but you can like, like he said, I service the seven counties here in the Northern region of Illinois, but there's quite a few different like farm loan officers and farm loan managers and stuff throughout the state. And we all just have different regions that we service. Um, Basically, if you're in a separate county or a different area or something, you can just look up your local FSA office and they will be more than happy to direct you to like whoever you need to get in contact with to find out, you know, whatever you need. If it's loans or if it's, um, you know, non-insured crop insurance yeah. or something like that. They Yeah, because I, I think I've, I've um, you know, we, we partner um, at times with the FSA um, in, in which probably brings us to a you know a, a imperative disclosure that we probably should have said um, at the very beginning, but we'll say now, and that is that obviously you being on this podcast and me being employed by you know German American State Bank, obviously we're not endorsing you know that, that Correct. we Correct. exclusively work together. It's you know it, it, the FSA is a great component to any lender, and you guys work with lenders far beyond just German American State Bank. I know you guys partner with yeah. a bunch of them. Um, there's been some past employers that I've worked for that has worked with the FSA. So I know you don't just, um, refer or do business with German American and that's not the goal of this podcast. It's more of awareness to get things out, but you know, um, you bring up a, you know, a a good point on, 
on how you help and in, in with us and, and, and things that you can do as far as, you know, partners within the bank. But, you know, the one thing I was going to say is that how to get in touch with you. I know I've tried to get in touch with you by going to, I think it's the USDA.gov uh, site. Yep, the USDA.gov. Yeah, and so in there, I think there's a there's an FSA office um, tab yeah, or something, a, right? And there's so, a really good locator online that will direct you basically to, I think you can get down to county offices even. So yeah, you can. You yeah, can. I've done it that way. So that, yeah. that was just the point, I, you know, if, if you're, if anybody's listening that's not in Illinois or yeah. doesn't know where to go to, to figure out who you're, you're you know, farm, um, you know, farm, farm loan officer would be is you can go to the USDA.gov. Yep. Um, I believe in there, there's like an FSA tab and then it gets to state office, county office, and you can yeah, you, you know, get yeah. in touch that way. Right. Yep. If you go to the USDA.gov website, there's, you go to the agencies and then you find farm service agency. And from there, it pretty much goes down. That website is actually really beneficial to yeah. it. Um, it walks you through a lot of the specifics of the program. If you know, you've, you know, our programs that we administer walks you through all the different things that we have. And yeah, you can base There's like this really fun little tool on there. It's called yep. like the farm loan tool. Yep. And it I've breaks seen it, it yeah. down for you, like run through this whole big spiel of questions. And at the end of it, it's like, this is the loan that might fit for you. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I've thought the same thing. I've, I've actually poked around on that website, yeah. on the FSA website. I, I think it's a fantastic resource. Um, a lot of the times... Um, you know, just there's different calculators and, you know, a lot of information on it. So if you guys have not checked it out, make sure you go to the USDA.gov and get into the farm uh, service agency there. It's a, it's a great part of their website. So, um, what, what I want to, it brings us up to kind of the last little part of this podcast here that I just want to reference and, you know, talk a little bit more, you know, scenario wise, just to give listeners, um, you know, just some context around how the FSA, uh, does support either lenders or them on their operational side. So we've got, um, you know, stuff that I know being a, a lender that we work with is the um, guaranteed loans. Um, yeah. I know you guys do direct loans. You touched on the beginning farmer loans. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, you know, just uh, got done wrapping up a split financing loan. So, um, you know, on the guarantee side, uh, you know, talk to a little bit, you know, if you would on some of that and how that all works. Yeah. Um like you said, we've got a lot of different programs and we, um, the state of Illinois actually has around $1.5 billion lended out to farmers throughout here. And between those two, 1 billion is through guaranteed programs and about 500 million of it is through our direct loan programs. So it is obvious that our guarantees are pretty, pretty popular programs. Yeah. And, um, the way that it really works is, um, if a lender needs a little assistance on a, something or, you know, there's a little bit extra risk with a loan that they're trying to make, but, and especially in agriculture right now, you know, the economic outlook of agriculture has been been interesting to say the least the last so many odd years. So, you know, the guarantees have helped those, you know, lenders that are kind of starting to get nervous and there's, there's a lot of refinancing going on and stuff like that. And just tacking guarantee on there saying, I've ran this through the FSA office, their credit has looked at it. You know, I, I got you. It gives everybody a little bit more peace of mind to know, yep. you know, like you've got a, got a guarantee on it. Yep. Plus, I think this is maybe just me thinking out loud, but um, you know, if you've got a young guy and you're trying to get him an operating loan or something, and he's a beginning farmer, and like you said, he doesn't maybe have a ton of experience or 
capital and his balance sheet maybe isn't very strong. Yeah. You tack a guarantee on an operating loan for him and you can at least get him some somewhat started rather than, you know, telling him sorry. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, Kim, that, and, and that's really, uh, I think you bring up, you know, from, from my aspect as being a, you know, an agricultural lender, the one of the things that we really like about the guarantee program you guys offer, well, there's actually two, but the one is that it's definitely a, a risk mitigation tool. And so, you know, I've talked in this podcast before about, you know, smart banking moves or, or certain things to, you know, be discussing at, at the renewal process. And if, if there is some form of stress within a borrower and, and we, you know, in, in agricultural, sometimes you can you can mitigate that risk and sometimes you can't. In situations where, you know, potentially we can't or the guarantee helps us continue to fund operations to continue to work with this person, uh, it's a great tool for that, and you guys are a great resource for us. The other thing that's nice, and and I know you guys aren't as a, as much involved with this aspect that, than what we are on the on the banking side, um, but if we get that guarantee, it also allows us to sell that off in the secondary yeah, market. Yep. And so it's not always just a a, a bank first tool. Yeah. And that that's the one thing I really like about your guarantee program with the FSA is that it's not just one sided for me to feel comfortable. If I get the guarantee, a lot of the times I'm turning around and I can sell it to a company, you know, the most of the, the stuff we sell right. to is Farmer Mac, mm-hmm. and uh, we can get up to 30-year fixed rates on that. And yeah. so, you know, it's one of those tools for us. It's a win-win situation. We end up getting, you know, maybe a risk mitigation that we can't overcome without the guarantee, right. but the benefit the borrower gets is they get some interest rate protection by longer-term fixed rates. And and. I would say a majority of what we do here at, at the German American State Bank side is something that's wrapped around th- that type of program. I agree. Like you said, it offers you know it's it's it offers the borrower just that whole. It's almost like a risk mitigation for them too. You know, by getting a long term fixed rate, you know, thirty yeah. year fixed rate, you sell it off to PharmaMac, you are protected. The borrower is protected, and just like you said, it's an all around helps everybody so it's pretty nice yep and so then um so let's just move from the guarantees um and just talk about this split financing because this is the other part that i'm um you know as far as the you know the banks with that we can be a partner with and we've done just one here and i know that we've done some in the past and that's another really good program too and so um talk to us a little bit just about the split financing program yeah the split financing is actually our largest program and there are technically two separate options for split financing. Um, We've got what we kind of reference as the joint financing program. And that's the, um, that's one where the, the bank still gets to build a relationship with the borrower and they still get to have like an actual, um, they get to have the first mortgage and be secure and safe. And then the FSA actually comes in with a second mortgage and finances another 50%. They can go up to a hundred percent financing. So that's something that is, a very beneficial thing you know you don't yeah. have to you don't have to have that 25 30 percent down that you would need to be yep. secure so we basically act as a down payment but kind you know and then we also offer a little bit of a subsidized interest rate on our side to help with the cash flow so you're basically talking about guys that are either new or you know they don't have that down payment and their cash maybe is a little too tight and that joint financing program helps the bank be secure. Like I said, you get your first mortgage, but you also don't like forfeit the relationship with that borrower. Yeah. And then the FSA kind of comes in and helps everybody out a little bit, like I said. And then like we also have one that we refer to as the down payment program. Yeah. And that one's specifically targeted towards um, 
what we call socially disadvantaged, which is going to be your minority groups or your women farmers. Yep. And um, also beginning farmers. So beginning farmers, and um, we call them SDA. Okay. Can be can use that down payment program, and that one is, um, I we call it we kind of call that one like for our like stronger people that maybe have a little bit strong backing behind them. Yeah. Um, they've got quite a bit of experience. They might have a little cash, but yep. they still need something because we actually just shove that one at them and say, pay this off in twenty years, but. It, like I said, it does offer that subsidized interest rate. Yeah. And for beginning farmers, it's a great tool. Yeah, well, the one we just did, uh, you know, Kim, that, that, that it was really nice for this particular customer is it, it, especially right now in agriculture, we talk about preserving working capital. And at the end of the day, I always laugh about this because, you know, we'll talk about working capital, but really what it is at the end of the day is how much cash you have in the farming side. Because... We know, you know, where we get working capital is our current assets minus current liabilities. Mm-hmm. And so inventory plus cash is what gives us roughly our net working capital. So if we really want to talk about trying to preserve cash in this scenario with this, you know, um, you know split financing project, we're able to help borrowers hang on to more cash. Yeah. And, and the back end side of it that's really nice is that, you know, I offer a rate on my part of the deal. You offer a rate on yours. And if you blend those two rates together over the life of the loan, it's a it's a really attractive rate. It's a very very nice blended rate. Yep. It helps everything. Yep. yep. Yeah. So that's a good product. Uh, two more I just want to talk about before we wrap up here, um, and and that is uh, you had talked about the beginning farmer loan program. You want to go through that real quick for us? Yeah, the beginning farmer loan program is um, it's technically <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like I said, we, we actually call that one our down payment program. And that one, we call it the down payment program specifically because um, we do actually require a 5% down payment on that program. Okay. But that's the only program we actually have any down payment requirements on. Gotcha. Um, and then that one, we finance 45% of the purchase price. We say you finance the other 50%. Again, we take a second mortgage behind you or wh- whatever bank, you know, that or lender is making the first mortgage on it. And um, we take a second. And basically, why we call it the down payment program is because we're acting as the down payment for that beginning farmer. So, or um, SDA. So basically, we're saying we'll give you the down payment yep. as the second mortgage, and then that helps those beginning farmers basically buy their first piece of ground. Yep. And hopefully, the goal is that they'll start building that. Um, a lot of a lot of people don't realize actually that you can. So we have loan limits is kind of where um, people start to get a little confused because we can go up to a total of 600000 through our direct loan That was going to be my next thing is to talk about the direct programs, but that's a good lead-in. So tell us a little bit about that and then your overall limits, and that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. so the 600000 is for the direct program. Um, the weird thing about it is it's 600000 total through the direct for farm ownership purchases. And then like owner operating loans and stuff, we also have operating loans that can be used for equipment purchases, breeding livestock, et cetera. We have annual operating loans that can be used for um, annual operating expenses. And that limit is actually 400,000. So it, if you have a large operation, you don't fit into our loan limits. Yeah, it's where you'd potentially phase out, right? Yeah, which is the whole goal of our, like, whole program is we we refer to it as a supervised credit so that we're, like, we're going to watch you, help you, basically get you to a point where I can just say, you know, we 
got to a point where you're very strong and you can pay commercial rates and you're yep. ready to go. Um, so that's a whole goal. But on the guarantee side, we they adjust the rate or the yeah the loan limits annually. And for the 2020 fiscal year, it's one million seven hundred seventy six thousand. Yep, yep. And it was just shy of one point eight. Yeah, yeah. It's and when I started, just like four years ago, that limit was actually like I can't remember exactly, but it was. I want to say it was one point three, right? Or actually, it was almost one point four. It was like one three nine something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the 2018 Farm Bill kind of like revamped our programs, and that's where we, we jumped up those limits quite a bit because I think it went from 1.399 to up to the 1.776 here. And the, the direct loans almost for farm ownerships went from 300 to 600. So yeah. we've got a lot more. It, I think it helps encompass a lot more of the farming yeah. operation because we all know that farming is keeps getting more expensive to do too. Yeah, well, and that's good. I mean, it's great that you guys are doing that um, as far as, you know, increasing limits because we do know cost of production is continuing to increase, mm-hmm. you know, and, and costs are increased. So for, you know, we, we used to laugh, I shouldn't say laugh, we used to, Say that you know um, if you borrowed a, a you know two hundred thousand for operating money that that was considered pretty large you know at one point and it was a large you know input cost uh, yeah. to be on the line and today you know the average farmer you know if you borrow two hundred thousand you'd be probably getting patted on the back for having strong working capital uh-huh. and cash because that hardly touches anything now so it's good yeah. you guys are doing that I you know. I, I can't say enough good things about, you know, the FSA and, and, and what you guys help us on the banking side do. Um, it, it's a great relationship um, for any of you uh, listening to the podcast. You know, if you haven't talked to your bank um, or explored options within the FSA, you know, I would urge you guys to do so. It's not something that is exclusive to me, to the farming banker, to German American State Bank. It's out there. Um, for all of us in, in, in agriculture, as long as we you kind of hit the, uh, what you guys, I think, believe, uh, call the market placement test or yeah, kind of yep. a litmus, litmus yep. test. It revolves around, you know, how active you are into the farm, the size of the farm, you know, things of that sort, the need, yeah. th- those types of things. So um, definitely check it out. Uh, as we wrap up, Kim, you know, how do people get in touch with you? Anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, all I was going to say is, like Jeremy said, if you have a lender that you love and they haven't, like, let you know about the FSA or something, go ahead and mention, to, mention it to them um, and get in contact with your local FSA office. And any lender can partake in our programs. It's any farmer can partake. And uh, like he said, if you want to get in touch with the FSA office, go ahead and visit that USDA.gov website or if um, right now we're not accepting in-person visits, but you can always give us a call and we're more than happy to try to get you to the right person if you're, you know, if you've got questions. Perfect. Well, Kim, thanks again for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, you can reach me at uh, the farming banker at Jeremy. Uh, it's going to be Jeremy at the farming um, I can be reached at my uh, cell phone, which is 630-569-3536. Uh, reach out, like I said in the last podcast, um, If uh, I, I've gotten a lot of feedback on this uh, story I told about my grandfather. If there's anybody that wants to come in and share you know, family stories, funny stories, anything like that, be a part of the podcast, please reach out to me. We'd love to have you. Thanks a lot, um, Kim, again, for your time today. And uh, this concludes our podcast. Thanks for tuning in.